Okay, friends, we're at Belmar. It's nine. It's seven o'clock, and we're going to do a medical minute on the two types of patients you should resuscitate for a prolonged period of time if they lose pulses. So, what what patients are those? Drowning and hypothermia. Drowning. Drowning is not one of them, but hypothermia definitely is. Okay. So, definitely, there's the, the saying, do you guys know, you're not dead until you're... Warm and dead. Warm and dead, right? And that's because oftentimes when people have a submersion injury in cold water, it can actually be prolonged neuroprotection. So, uh, we think if you cool you down, just like when you pop things in the refrigerator, they stay good for longer. And that happens to be with the brain as well. So people have had really amazing recoveries after being submerged and basically drowning and losing pulses. And then they're resuscitated over the course of sometimes hours and they have full neurologic recoveries where they work, walk out of the hospital after they get pulses back. Okay? So that's one thing where if you have someone who comes in, who's fallen in cold water, has drowned, and has lost pulses, we'll oftentimes resuscitate those people until we get a temperature that's around 35 degrees. So that involves not only doing good CPR for the course of hours, but also actively warming, where we put chest tubes in, where we put warm saline in, where we put warm air in their, in their ET tubes, and where we give them warm fluids. Okay? Anyone know the other one? No? Well, this happens more in the summertime, okay? More when we get bad storms. And it, it's lightning strikes. You got it. So lightning, lightning, oftentimes, if you get a direct strike for light, lightning, you'll lose pulses. People will code. And the heart is pretty much stunned. And we find that if we resuscitate those people for longer, oftentimes we give their heart good circulation, that the heart actually comes back well. So it's not something like a code in the field where they've had a big MI or they've had some other process like a big PE that's really something that's going to hinder their heart from coming back. This is more a stunning of the myocardium. So with those people, we resuscitate them for much longer as well. Yeah, sometimes. So that's one of the things that basically uh, Gill causes just asystole. Right. Uh, but but like I said, it's something asystole is oftentimes a terminal rhythm. Right? It's one of those indications in the AHA where if you have someone who starts out in asystole, you should call the code pretty damn quick, mm -hmm. unless there's a few different exceptions. And one of those is a lightning strike. Can it also cause, like, you know, fatal rhythms like VTAC? Yeah, VTAC. Usually, like, ADs are helpful with those, right? Yeah. I thought usually they were in those kinds of rhythms versus an yeah, and they can be. They can they can be in a VTAC or VFib, you know. Yeah, that type of electrical jolt definitely screws a lot of things up, you know. But uh, but the, the, the bottom line is those are two patient populations that you should not call, call your codes early. Yeah. Do you get a lot of uh, um, chemistry imbalances with electrocution? You can get some, and a lot of those have to do with rhabdomyelinolysis. So oftentimes when you get struck by lightning, you'll have a... It's a pretty significant injury to a lot of your musculature, and that musculature will then release potassium, release release different enzymes. So that's definitely a consideration with lightning strike. If you were EMS, would you have to take a lightning strike to a level one trauma, or could any ER deal with that? I think you'd probably take it to the closest ER for stabilization. Of course, you'd love it if it was a larger trauma center or a larger hospital, which had greater capabilities. You know. And then the last thing, which is really changing the game of resuscitation, is ECMO. 
So, do you guys know about ED ECMO? Or have you heard about it? Yeah, no. In pediatrics, they do, but really in all patient populations. So, there's actually a hospital uh, in San Diego, which is Sharps Memorial Hospital, which has been pioneering ED ECMO, where we have people who have coded and they're undergoing normal ACLS. And if they do not regain pulses, they actually will bring down an ECMO team and put people on ECMO. And they've had some just amazing recoveries of all types of uh, patients with, you know, stomachs, heart conditions, et cetera. People who under normal ACLS would kind of be, you know, crap out of luck uh, and have likely died, but they've had some just amazing saves. So it's something that's definitely cutting edge of technology, uh, but they've been one of the groups that have proved that you can actually bring ECMO down to the emergency department, have it run by ED docs and ED staff, and uh, are able to guess just get a hell of a lot more saves with it. So that one thing. a lot of protocol involved in that, and I would assume that the cost is significant. Way to be Debbie Downer, Shannon. <laughs> uh, you're right. These guys have built an amazing, amazing program, and I think it's taken them really years to be able to get to the point that the hospital supports them and that they have the resources uh, to put people on ECMO because it is a huge undertaking. And I think every time that they put someone on it, it's definitely you know, 50, 50 or tens of, th tens of thousands of dollars at least uh, to, try to, to try to get those people. So, okay. So interesting, resuscitation pearls. Yeah. So okay. Are they doing ECMO a lot in San Diego? Yes. And so in those hospitals, and they, they actually have a website. I think it's edecmo.com or .org. Is it catching on, coming out? You know, I think in some larger academic centers, I haven't heard of a lot of adoption, but, uh, but I've definitely heard, uh, met, met one or two of those guys, and uh, their approach to resuscitation is really just amazing. So it's something where I would love to start an ED ECMO program, but, uh, you know. I'm I'm in my second year here. <laughs> okay, friends. Okay. Any other questions? No? Okay, cool. Thank you.